0: The Global Roundtable for Sustainable Beef has announced the launch of its Global Sustainability Goals. Today, Lee allen Vosser talks with Anne Wasco. She's the chair of the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef.
1: Let's start by talking about the Global Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. Now, the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Beef is a part of this. Can you set the stage? Explain to us a little bit about the organizations and and their role their mandate
2: the global roundtable for sustainable beef is as you've described uh, kind of the worldwide network for um folks organizations uh, looking to um move forward advance sustainability in in the beef sector so <laughs> certainly uh, a group of uh, uh, 24 countries uh, 12 various ra- regional roundtables of which as you've described Canada is one of those uh, all make up uh, the membership of the global uh, round table for sustainable beef so uh, so that's um they're you know setting the kind of setting the stage globally um, as as we know you know beef production around the world varies a lot so um, having a global round table and then the regional round tables uh, kind of taking more of the specific um, Functions in, in regards to sustainability in, in the various countries.
1: So what kind of groups, organizations are actually members of this?
2: Well, it, again, the complete um, gamut of stakeholders from, from one end of the production system to the other. Uh, so you'll have uh, uh, end users, whether you're talking about various retailers, uh, food service uh, industries, you'll have uh, processors, you'll have... Uh, Producer groups, um, uh, NGOs are involved, certainly various ag businesses, uh, various producer groups, and then, of course, the, often the, the National um, Cattlemen's Associations. For example, the Canadian Cattlemen's Association and the National Cattlemen's Beef Association in the U.S. are, are members as well. So really much across the entire um, supply chain uh, from one end to the other are all active members in the Global Roundtable.
1: Now, the Global Roundtable for Sustainable Beef has announced the launch of its global sustainability goals.
2: The conversation around beef sustainability is growing um, globally, especially, and and I think more important now than than ever before. And so, in in terms of that conversation uh, globally, the GRSB certainly saw the need to to set goals to to show that the industry is. Uh, is you know prepared and ready to to advance sustainability it's um it's an important conversation and so how else better than to a uh, set goals that also gives us the ability the capability to say where we've been uh, what we've done but then also to show that um in terms of sustainability you're advancing advancing that mark and uh improving as we go forward as we have all along but setting those goals to show actually show and be solid Uh, with that evidence to to show that we're doing what we say we're doing.
1: So what are the goals?
2: Well, first of all, there's been three areas of focus that these goals are really reflecting um, to prioritize that advancement and improvement that I talked about. So, first is in the area of climate. um, First of all, I'll also mention to Glenda Lee that these three areas of focus directly align with The Canadian goals that were announced last, uh, the first three goals that were announced last fall, if you recall. So the first one is climate and the global goal to reduce the net global warming impact of beef by 30%. And the second one is under land use and it's ensured the beef value chain is a net positive contributor to nature. And the third one is in the area of animal health and welfare and basically, the goal reads to provide cattle with an environment in which they can thrive, achieved through adoption of best practices. So those, again, um, are, are kind of three of the, the key areas that, um, that globally, uh, I, the GRSB feels that all of the roundtables and, and, the, and the global beef industry can work towards. And uh, as a matter of fact, they match direct on with Canada's three goals that we started with.
1: So how do we get there?
2: Around the world, there's lots of uh, variation in terms of uh, um, of how you how various countries are going to get to these levels. So I really can just speak for what you know what we're going to do in Canada. But things like uh, working towards sequestering uh, more carbon in the soil soil that we have 3.4 million uh, tons of carbon is what our goal here is in Canada. We also are looking to reduce primary. Uh, GHG emission by 33% by 2030 here in Canada. So those would be some of the areas that we can that we can work on. Um, things like um, keeping the native grasslands intact that uh, we already have, and maintaining those natural landscapes uh, of uh, our our ecosystems healthy, and uh, and and through various things like managed grazing systems um, and uh, healthy rangelands. So there's lots of ways that uh, various countries are going to get there. Um, you know, I think Brazil would have a different list of priorities. The U.S. might have some different priorities, but those would be Canada's how we get there.
1: I've been talking with Anne Wasco. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Vossler.
0: The dry summer is causing challenges for aerial applicators. Jim Peters is the owner of Pemina Air Services based in Morden, Manitoba.
3: It's been dry, obviously, as uh, as we all know. So that has really put a, uh, a crimp on our spraying. Yeah, um, all all fungicides of, uh, by air have been uh, cut back, as well as ground. I'm I'm assuming with the dry conditions, the uh, the uh, the crops that we traditionally spray by air, canola, wheat. Um, are not uh, susceptible to disease as much and um, do not require uh, protection.
0: What about uh, spraying for um, insects or weeds?
3: Um, very little herbicide uh, was done by air uh, because of the dry conditions. We are seeing some applications uh, for grasshoppers in canola and in wheat, and maybe there will be a bit more of that coming up.
0: How would you compare this year to previous year's
3: we're probably down uh, 30 to 40% uh, in acres from previous years. What area do you uh, normally cover? We're generally in the uh, Morden-Winkler area, out, out west to Crystal City area, and uh, up into Treehern and into Gladstone area.
0: Looking forward here, um, do you expect to see more planes in the air or kind of what's your outlook?
3: Well, if it doesn't rain... Um, we don't anticipate seeing much activity with the airplane uh, unless, unless there's some bugs.
0: That was Jim Peters, the owner of Pemina Air Services based in Warden, Manitoba.
3: That's it for the
0: Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee-Allen Wassler, I'm Corey Knute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network.